Oh. Joe, we are rolling. Fratelloni's Hardware and Garden Stores brings you Garage Logic Podcast number 861, yes, June 2nd, 2022. 93 degrees was the high on this day in 1940, and it was 35 degrees in 1946. No one was swimming on a weed-free beach in 1940 because Aquaside hadn't been invented yet, but they're a White Bear Lake company. White Bear Lake make product, made products, and they've been keeping lake shores free of weeds and algae for more than 60 years. They make a great swimming environment for those urchins. And the products are easy to use, and they work quickly. They're registered with both the EPA and DNR, and the products are completely safe for you, the fish, and your family. There's no need to let weeds overtake your lake or pond this summer. Call Aquaside. They'll help you identify your weed problem and make sure you get the place uh, looking great all summer long with the right products. Probably you'll you'll end up uh, getting introduced to Aquaside pellets. That's the top seller. You just fan them out over the weeds area. I've done it and I've watched it work. Call Aquaside at 1-800-328-9350 or go to Aquaside.com. From the mayor's office, above the boathouse, on the east shore of Spoon Lake, it's Garage Logic with Rookie on Production, Chris Reavers, Director of Social Media, John Hyde in the newsroom, and occasionally Kenny from the Krabby Coffee Shop. Here is your flashlight king, fireworks commissioner, and keeper of common sense, your mayor, Joe Souchere. I clipped something from the... Uh... St. Paul paper this morning. What is the record high temperature for the United States in the month of June? It's 113.7 degrees really? in Death Valley. Nope. Oh. And wouldn't you think it'd be recent? I mean, you'd think. Think? Yeah, we're destroying the planet. Yeah, we got wouldn't nothing you? left. 127 degrees at Fort Mojave, Arizona on June 15th, 1896. Wow. And now... From the mayor's. Okay. You know what they said? Out? You know what they said back then at Fort Mojave? She was hot. Boy, is it hot out. Yep. Yeah, it's a dry heat. <laughs> oh, boy. Okay. I can't wait till they invent air conditioners. Right. <laughs> from this day in history in 1922. This is not from the Traveling Lymans. It's from Al. Show's over already? The Rochester High School annual was placed on sale at the price of $1 and appears to be one of the finest annuals ever published in the school's history. The Rochester Rifle and Gun Club will begin their season shooting. The club has an active membership of 80 members. An excellent range is on Winona Road, a mile east of the State Hospital. State High School Director E.M. Phillips said education must produce good citizens and provide students with knowledge of reading, writing, arithmetic, history, and proficiency in the English language. That does not sound like today's failed academy, does it? Mm. And that I have more news on the uh, trap shoot. It sounds like a very big deal. The trap shoot, the Minnesota State trap Mm -hmm. deal. June 13th through the 21st in Alexandria, nine days straight. About 700 kids participate every day. Uh, Some of the inner city schools here even have uh, a, a... It's it's, it's up and coming. I mean, seriously... uh, the uh, Creighton Durham Hall has 13 members. They'll be there. Okay, good. Isn't that something? Yeah, I believe my nephew is participating in this. He's a senior in Fairville this year. Well, congratulations to those kids. They keep it safe, don't they? Huh? Hell yeah. Kenny, he yeah. might need a place to crash, just FYI. Your nephew? <laughs> yeah. Um, 
or the emailer. <laughs> G. I have a email rook from. Does he wear his hat backwards? No, he's the one that I posted the photo of his tennis match where he had the sleeveless Metallica T-shirt. That's my nephew. Cool. Sleeveless Metallica T-shirt. Cool. Oh yeah, straight party. <laughs> Hi, Joe and crew. I write this letter as I am the most frustrated I've simply been regarding politics. I'm a 21-year-old who attends the University of Minnesota, so naturally I tend to view things through a decently liberal perspective. This being said, I voted for Jason Lewis for Senate and a few other Republicans, as I always try to keep an open mind. This issue feels different. I know I may come across as an uneducated, young, and naive college kid, but I never felt this defeated and hopeless before. This idea that guns are so important to our country and our culture is absolutely disgusting to me. There are studies after studies showing that the catchphrase, the only thing that stops a bad guy with a gun is a good guy with a gun, is just not true. Even look at Buffalo. As there was an armed security officer who used to be a police officer, it was no match against the deadly AR-15. Are we really going to continue to allow these few sentences written in the 1700s poison the schools of our children and members of our society? You just do not need an AR-15. You do not. The NRA puts the fear into the eyes of millions that uh, there may be some situation where you may need this weapon to fend off intruders for your family. Even if someone believes this, why shouldn't they have to go through vigorous process to obtain it? I just turned 21, so now I can buy a handgun, but before I could buy an AR. I just got prescribed Adderall for my ADHD, but if I sell it to someone, it's a crime. Why can't it be a crime to sell a gun without law enforcement making sure that you are equipped to have one? These people live in fear, then obtain these semi-automatic weapons. They're avoiding, uh, are holding on to the same fear that got us into the endless wars, fear of Irish immigrants, and now fear that their God-given rights will be taken. So the age to buy a gun should be 21. There should be an assault weapons ban, and it should take a massive background check and training to obtain any gun. If you have nothing to hide and you are law-abiding, you will still get your guns. Armed security in schools only goes so far. Like I said, look at Buffalo. Lastly, I will make a claim I'm sure you will all disagree with. Uh, beginning around the 20th century, the Second Amendment turned into one of the worst things our country continued to have. No country has as many guns as us and one that has uh, no one has any mass shootings. Mental health in America is no worse than these countries, and security in schools is no worse. Guns are the problem, and we need to take action. Love the show. I've been listening my entire life, thanks to my fantastic Uncle Matt and Mother Maria. Hmm? Matt Anderson, Jr. Yeah, Matt, my, that's my nephew. I did not know that. Well, I read it because of that, and I read it because... There's a, a, a rational-sounding 21-year-old, and he uh, he's opting out of the Second Amendment. P.S. Please don't use my name. Right. It's funny. Matthew I Peter Anderson is a huge fan of the show. Oh, and, nice. Uh, I feel exactly the same way he does with his feelings of hopelessness and uh, just fed up with the whole system. You hand me that? But I'm on the other side of the gun deal. Right. Will you hand me that, please? <laughs> yeah, you can keep But that. that's what Thank you. we need as a country. We need to talk about it, both sides, instead of yelling and screaming and, and yelling, you know, and outlawing. Get and, in the middle, and you know what? Start talking. If you get happen, in the guys. middle and you start talking, you'll realize that you're really not that far apart from what other people think because you are an American and that's what bonds us all together. It's the, the media left and right that separates everything, but all of us in the middle, we can talk. Again, I, Tip O'Neill and Ronald Reagan. 
They, but again, they completely disagreed with each other, but they could talk to each other. The problem, though, is we have people in the in places of authority that have no interest in doing any of that. Well, here's what's going to happen. Both sides. You had Buffalo, Uvalde, and now last night in Tulsa. Tulsa. Uh, the guy bought the gun on May 31st. Where, where was the background check? Okay, uh, what is... a Speaking of He was that, angry at a doctor who performed spinal surgery and he was in pain. I mean, somebody might have told him, hey, pal, when you get back surgery, you're going to have some pain. And you're probably going to have pain for the rest of your life if you have back surgery. But how fast, in your mind, in everybody's mind here, how fast should the background check um, catch up? Instantaneous? Is it three days? Is it what's the what's the time frame? We've where, been going we've been going through this all week. Okay, but what 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 should it be? If I if I have a credit card and I have a one thousand dollar limit, yeah, and I'm at uh, nine hundred ninety nine dollars, and I go to the gas station and try to get gas, it, immediately it declines me. You're, I'm not. I'm not. That's not analogous. That's let's. let's it is. I'm, it is I, for the for the background check. How, like, how fast should it be? I like thirty days. Well, and I like unsealed juvenile records. Yeah. So. Okay, but. There you have it. Okay. Unsealed. And everybody want you know, again, GLers are good thinking. And uh, Joe writes, I'm a regular listener and enjoy the show. I'm going to keep this short. As somebody who grew up in a household with firearms for hunting and sport and being a gun owner myself, I pay close attention to the debate around guns in our society. I admit I am conflicted myself as to what should be done. But the one thing I keep coming back to is the fact that the right to possess a firearm is enshrined in the Constitution. I understand where Dan is coming from. Dan uh, was the 45-year-old business owner who had a brilliant email yesterday. Uh, I understand where Dan is coming from, and you for that matter, when he makes the point about mandatory training and licensing of firearm ownership, but driving a car, riding an ATV, operating a boat, etc., are not rights protected in the Constitution. They are privileges. Dan alluded to that, but those pushing to restrict gun ownership even more for law-abiding individuals are going to face a steep uphill battle. I could be wrong, but I don't believe there are any other constitutional rights that have as much regulations as the right to bear arms. Thank you for at least having a sane conversation about this. It's very clear something needs to change. Okay. Here's what, here's, here, let me play off his conclusion. Something needs to change. Uh, we've also seen this sub-theme that doing something often ends up being the wrong thing. Mm-hmm. And, the, and the rush to do something is on everyone's mind now. We don't know what that something is. But the way we're being governed, it would not surprise me to have the government do something very overreaching. Yeah. Very overreaching. I think that's what everybody is afraid of. No. 50% of the country is afraid of that. Right. That's what I meant by 50% of the country is... (laughs) Yeah. would be thrilled to have, right, right. Uh, say, uh, Biden declare a national emergency. Right. And then what would follow upon the declaration of a national emergency? The National uh, Guard shows up at your house and says, we, we want all your guns. Unfortunately, like I told you before, that one time I was caught crossing the Mississippi in a canoe with all my firearms and ammunition, 
tipped over. Oh, mm-hmm. no. I don't, what a tragedy. Oh, I don't all, they're all gone. They're all gone. I don't have it. Well, I don't that's even right. You any, did tell me. Yeah, that. I don't have ammo or fire, nothing. I'm it's thinking a, Red Dawn. Remember Red Dawn? It's all the gone. Movie? Uh, how are they going to do that, Joe? That's I, the only way they're going to do it. They're going to have to break into your home with a search warrant and, and confiscate them. There's not enough personnel to do that. And before that happens, we're going to make those guns disappear so they won't find them. I'm not suggesting this is going to happen. I'm suggesting that the clamor to do something often results in the wrong thing getting accomplished. And I, uh, the way uh, this president has handled every other aspect of his yeah. governance, I sure as hell don't trust him to handle this very no, well. It, no, no. It'll be a misstep. And again, like you said, they're going to overdo it. Here's from Steve. I listened with great interest to Dan's letter, referencing that again, and have appreciated your take on this horrible situation. Honest people speaking and acting in good faith can disagree, and disagree I do. The difference is that the right to protect myself and my family is a natural right, not a right or license granted to me by the government. There is no test I need to express my free speech. There is no quiz I must take to see if my religion is a good one and can therefore be adhered to. There is no poll tax to vote. I don't have to quarter soldiers, even if the war is just is a just one. The Second Amendment is on that same list. It's different than a driver's license or snowmobile. Those aren't natural rights, they are privileges. The amendments are meant to codify, codify rights I had before the government existed, not ones they grant to me, like a boat license. It is a big deal and a big difference. Just wanted to give you a simple way to think about where many of your listeners are coming from. Steve. What, what is your interpretation of the second? That the founders had uh, fled a tyrannical government mm-hmm. and were in their, in their brilliance. The document is a brilliant document. They granted in the Bill of Rights, the right to uh, to bear arms. It had nothing to do with hunting. They they were saying, look, you if we screw up, you you have weapons. If we try to... <laughs> <laughs> but simple-minded right? guys, how yeah. did they have that, uh, that foresight? That is my exact interpretation. If, yeah. we, if we mess up, you know... Imagine that. Think of that. Imagine. So... Down the road, they said, you, you'll you be armed in case we overstep well, they our knew bounds. how dangerous which... the democracy experiment was. And like Joe said, it's a brilliant, brilliant document. Which is under attack. Right. It's under attack. Right. Because those founding fathers were patriarchal and white. Yeah. That yeah. document doesn't breathe, correct? Not to me it's it doesn't. It's cut and dry. Yeah. To yeah. me it's cut and dry. Yeah. Uh we, we here we go, continuing to not have the wisdom of Solomon. Uh, Cut it right in half. But look, you had Buffalo, you got Uvalde, you got Tulsa last night. Uh, I saw no Columbine. reference. No reference. Well, I'm just the, talking uh, in the last two oh, weeks. Okay, okay. Joe, in the Tulsa piece, evidently a, uh, they're just calling it a rifle mm-hmm. and a handgun. He had yeah. No, it was a. It was purchased yesterday. The rifle. I was just reading it. But an a, all it says is semi-automatic AR-15 style. Okay. So or another right. gun on a platform. That's that's the first time I had heard that. I yeah. did not see that in the piece. Yeah, all it's right. a brand new post with the fellow's name. All right. But again, we're less than twenty-four hours out. Mm-hmm. We've got some really big problems, and 
and some of the big problems are overshadowed by, not to diminish the lives lost for God's sakes, but the problems are they're being overshadowed by Buffalo, Uvalde, and Tulsa. Mm-hmm. So you got inflation, you got gas prices. We we rarely discuss the catastrophe at the border. Wait to hear the uh, money report yeah. from Mr. Money Talk at the end of the show today. Uh-oh. Yep. Uh, and you're right, Such. That's the proper way to put it. It's a catastrophe at the border. Joe, here is the text of a letter I sent to the Star Tribune today. This was dated Tuesday. Since I am not one of the 10 or so letter writers they seem to favor, I'm sure it will not be published. (laughs) Joe, these statistics are very, very alarming. Here's the letter. According to U.S. Dear Star Tribune, I guess we're not going to see it, I bet. Uh, According to U.S. Border Patrol Chief Raul Ortiz, over the three-day Memorial Day weekend, the following things occurred at our southern border. 131 pounds of fentanyl were recovered. According to the U.S. Drug Enforcement Administration, 2.2 pounds of fentanyl has the potential to kill 500,000 people. You do the math. 26 pounds of heroin were recovered. 13 pounds of meth were recovered. The Border Patrol made 22 water rescues. 18 groups totaling 2,446 migrants were apprehended. Uh, Ten sex offenders were apprehended. Three gang members were apprehended. One assassination suspect was apprehended. One fugitive wanted for murder was apprehended. Three Border Patrol agents were assaulted. This was three days of activity. Multiply that by 10 to get a typical month's activity. These figures do not include what the Border Patrol calls the getaways, migrants and criminals not apprehended as they crossed illegally. Countries either have borders or they don't. If they don't have borders, they are generally considered not to be a country. I call up my two senators, Smith and Klobuchar, my representative Phillips, to do something, anything about this crisis. I have contacted Mr. Phillips' office, Dean Phillips, three times for some kind of response in the last month and have never heard back. I have asked Dean Phillips, what is your policy about our southern border? I have asked him what he plans to do about the border crisis. No reply. If we don't have borders and have no sovereignty, then who are we and what are we? Always pushing back, and yes, you can use my name, Dave Arundel. Fantastic letter. He's right. And I love that he highlighted that he's not getting any response. Like we said about a month ago, they don't have to face us, those that work in Washington, on our behalf. They don't have to face us. No, but right now you're seeing on TV... Uh, Dean Phillips ads. Right. You're seeing sure. uh, of Tina, what's her name, Tina Smith? Who, yeah. right. who is she? You'll see them for photo ops and, yeah, campaigning. You got a question over there? No, just, just trying, trying to get to the attention of the boss. Break it down. Break it down Just do it then. Do it then. <laughs> Take tell it. Me. Tell me to go. Where, 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 where am I going? Go. Where am I going? We're I think going you should check shoes. No, you're going. Oh my God! What? It's like it's where are like you going? We've never uh, done this show before. You're gonna <laughs> going to burn a not boring camera. Oh no, God. we're not doing spiral candles yet. Oh, oh. What are we doing? We're going to oh. do. Don't go climbing a ladder, you goofy old man. Stupid. That's Kahuna. That was yesterday. Oh. That was a very professional one minute right there. Holy. <laughs> are we still on the clock? Because I got to tell people. You know what? Footwear is very important. And if you are was this walking, not supposed to happen? If you're walking, <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. Do you know how? To, it's you really weird being day? here in person and witnessing Actually, this. Actually, time out just for a second. <laughs> yeah, this is uh, oddly enough the, of the timing of this because uh, I yield the balance of my time. The Senator. boss uh, <laughs> sent me an email earlier this week mm-hmm. about um, suggestions for audio that we should submit for this upcoming Marconi. <laughs> oh. I'm sending him the last ninety seconds <laughs> of this show. What a great transition! Because yeah. I ain't going to get another second place award. So <laughs> right. the hell with that. Yes. <laughs> 
I think Dire Straits said, you do the walk, do the walk of life. This is the walk of life right here. This podcast is. Why are you morons in here in person? Kenny, we haven't seen Kenny since probably the state fair. Right. 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 I can't wait to run my fingers through his beard. Yeah. It's because you're you're taking us all out for uh, a nice early dinner after the show. Sure, why not? You know, Garage Logic is officially still walking doing back. Yep. Yes. Yeah, it hasn't even started. And again, yet. It, 59, 58, 57. Once again, Chet Shoes is a wonderful sponsor to this show. Yes, they were a huge sponsor to the radio show, and now they continue with the podcast. Chet Shoes in Spring Lake Park is a huge selection of great shoes and boots, including Keen Utility, Timberland Pro, Danner, and many, many more top brands. Why? Because footwear is important when you're on the job. Here's the best part of Chet Shoes. They fit all of the United States through their website. Yes, if you're listening to Garage Logic outside of Minnesota, you can still get the best fit possible at chetshoes.com. And that's plural, chetshoes.com. Buy your shoes and boots the right way. Go to the experts at Chet Shoes in Spring Lake Park or online at chetshoes.com. Shoes.com. They'll get you the perfect shoe or boot at a great price. Chet Shoes is a third generation family owned business and they do things the GL way. Not like this podcast does. They do it the GL way. Visit Chet's Shoes in Spring Lake Park or shop ChetShoes.com. If the shoe fits, you've been to Chet's. Suchi boy. I'm going to sign the rest of the show. <laughs> it's the end of the world as we know it. I was thinking that the sky might fall. Now I'm learning. Don't Here it comes. Here it comes. Moon Motorsports, the most exciting power sports dealer in our region with the most exciting brands. And if thrilling, adrenaline-pumping machines are what you're looking for, then you've got to check out Moon's assortment of Ducati motorcycles. Find the new or used Ducati you've always been dreaming about. And no matter how much you twist that wrist, keep in mind, you're still getting way better gas mileage than you are in any kind of car or truck or anything. There's no better time than right now to stop by Moon Motorsports and check out all the excitement. Ask for Jake. He's brand new there. He's the newest Moon Euro brand expert and probably the biggest Ducati fan you'll ever meet. Uh, see all the brands, though. Ducati, BMW, Triumph, KTM, Husqvarna, Yamaha, Honda, Polaris, Can-Am, Skidoo. Uh, and you can see it all on the web, moonmotorsports.com. Or I just drove by Moon on the freeway a few minutes ago. Stop by there on the south side of 94 in Monticello. Family-owned and operated and serving the Midwest like no other, moonmotorsports.com. Because I understand what police go through. Not personally understand but i understand the concept the ideology of what they have to deal with i've never been a defunder and i'm uh, generally uh, rooting for them to get through the day and encounter people who are law-abiding which of course they often do not but i could be wrong but for yourself you might want to run an experiment i heard the uh, police chief of tulsa today cnn was there for his press conference regarding last night's shooting mm-hmm and I found myself thinking uncharitable thoughts about this police chief. It was the most self-congratulatory uh, soliloquy I've ever heard. And if he said it once, he said it 15 times. This is what we train for. We're very good at it. I can't thank our brave people enough. Yes, you're brave. I get it. But it went on and on and on. And I would, 
The only thing I can think of is he was clearly trying to distinguish his department from Uvalde. Yeah. Is the only conclusion oh, I could come to. Yeah. We went in there. We were there for 39 seconds. We we rescued people from under desks, and we did this and that. And he's, I think, yep, he's, he's getting out in front of the yep, horse, cutting. Yep. yep, yep. Hmm. Because it was, an, it, was, it was outrageously self-promoting to the point of I just said to myself, what the hell is this? And then it occurred to me, no, same thing with Chief Axel yesterday when yeah. we said, uh, yeah. you know, how would you handle it? We go in. But— there was a big difference. Axtell, way too classy for this program. Oh, seriously. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But but he said it. He he, he says something along the lines of, "That's what we're paid to do. We right. go in. We hear shots. We're going in." So that's the slack I'm going to cut the chief in, in Tulsa. Is that apparently what he was doing there was sending a clear message that don't think we're like these clowns in Uvalde. Mm-hmm. You know. Okay, maybe that was what it was. In the interest of keeping this a fact-based show, I would like to correct some misinformation. Oopsie. Minnesota state law prohibits anyone under the age of 21 from purchasing an AR-15, otherwise known as a modern sporting rifle. A Minnesota permit to purchase has to be obtained along with the age requirement being met to purchase one from a licensed dealer. Always pushing back a long way from the country's tallest buildings, Pete Milley, president, Bemidji Area Shooters Association. Okay, he would know. Did we get a descending opinion on that from the, our official uh, police chief of GL? The uh, where did that the, info go, come? the Gumption County deputy? Yeah, uh, did he say yesterday that? I the, don't remember. He said a lot of stuff that caught me off guard. It's getting to the point where I have to keep emails. Uh, but what the last emailer said is what. I had always just assumed. Rick Grosshong in Edmond, Oklahoma. Rick. On today's show, Joe said GL seems to have settled on a position on what needs to be done regarding firearm purchases. Well, I find myself having to push back against my own mayor and your minions, or I'll have to move out of Gumption County to the hinterlands. The proposals you guys seem to have settled on are those of men who live in the suburbs and in the country, but you yourself, but put yourself in the working class shoes of a single mom living in downtown Minneapolis who has to walk to her job, maybe at night, but that doesn't seem to matter anymore, through those mean streets. You want to have her pay for an arduous, time-consuming, and as one emailer proposed, intentionally expensive process in order to be able to protect yourself from those same feral youth which you often speak of. She will have to scrimp and save to buy a weapon, or you'll force her to buy one illegally on the streets. Or what about, a, what about an abused woman who finally managed to escape from her abuser only to have him stalk her wherever she goes? Sure, she can get a victim's, she can get a protective order, but those aren't worth the paper they're printed on. She should have to wait days, weeks, months, or even years to buy self-protection. As hard as it is to see things like Uvalde and other school shootings, they are still incredibly rare other than gang shootings. According to FBI statistics, more people are killed each year with fists and feet than with rifles of any kind. So while I understand the belief that we need to do something, anything, even if it's wrong, there's that sub-theme again, we have to look at the unintended consequences of those actions. 
I included a link to uh, below to a story that hasn't received much airtime, where a woman in West Virginia with a legally carried weapon stopped a mass shooting by killing a man who was firing an AR-style weapon into the party. She was just an average person using her God-given right to self-defend, to save herself and others. Thanks for letting me push back. That's the beauty of the GL community, so I guess I'm staying. Rick in Edmond, Oklahoma. Hmm. Um, does he get one of these? Uh, we don't know that. About what? Feet and fists? Yeah. Or was it just an expression? I have something about that. Oh. I have something about that from Tim. Tim Buck, too. Hmm. Jason Riley of the Wall Street Journal analyzed gun violence and mass school shootings in an article he wrote yesterday. Three statistics stand out. One, most gun-related deaths in the U.S. are suicides, 54% so far in 2022. Two, mass shooting casualties are less than 1% of all gun deaths. And three, there have been 13 mass school shootings since 1966. That last statistic may surprise some people because NPR has been reporting that Uvalde was the 27th school shooting this year. So who's right, the Wall Street Journal or NPR? Reason Magazine has analyzed the statistics and found that NPR statistics are misleading. They include any dispute between two or more students where a person is shot. Many of the 26 shootings this year involved disputes between two students in a parking lot or after athletic events, and all of them resulted in one or zero deaths. In earlier times, these disputes between two students would have been settled with a fistfight or maybe even someone pulling out a knife. They may even have been deadly. But the 26 school shootings this year that NPR referred to have nothing in common with what happened in Uvalde. And they don't really help us come up with a solution to prevent further Uvalde or Columbine tragedies. A more realistic tally of mass shootings was conducted by criminologists for Scientific American magazine. They tallied all incidents where the school shootings resulted in at least four deaths. Using that criteria, the number of mass school shootings in the U.S. since the year 1966 is 13. One of those occurred right here in Minnesota at Red Lake High School in 2005, Mm -hmm. where a total of nine people were killed. These are the events we need to focus on to see what we need to do better. Uh, In fact, I think it was Tim who also reminded us that the the, uh, Red Lake shooting in 05 was eerily similar to Uvalde because it started with a kid getting angry at his grandmother. And then went to the yeah. school. Yeah. I don't remember that one at all. I do. I do remember. I was looking this up the other day. Do you guys remember the Cold Spring shooting in 03? No. Yeah. It was, I think, one student was, was killed. But I, I, I don't even recall that at all. Cold Spring. No, I don't. Yeah. And we're not even counting um, shootings where uh, businesses are breached. Right. Authorities in California say that a teenage boy has been arrested for allegedly trying to recruit others to join him in a mass shooting and bombing plot. Jeez. Police say the 16-year-old was arrested after they received a tip on Saturday that he was recruiting others to carry out the shooting and bombing at Berkeley High School in Berkeley, California, according to KTVU Television. After obtaining a search warrant, police searched the boy's home and found parts for explosives, assault rifles, knives, and electronics that could be used to make weapons. The suspect turned himself into police after a warrant was issued for his arrest, and he has been booked on suspicion of possessing destructive device materials and threatening to commit a crime that would result in death or great bodily injury. 
It is unclear whether the individual was a student at Berkeley High School and police did not reveal the identities of the people being recruited. In a statement, the Berkeley Police Department said it is committed to preventing school shootings. School safety remains a high priority for the department. As part of that commitment, the department has a school resource officer assigned to Berkeley High School who regularly liaises, liaises, liaisons with school and safety personnel. In addition to the school resource officer, all officers have access to a range of training and equipment that provides them the protection skills and ability to rapidly respond to in-progress violence. And here in St. Paul, we're saddled with uh, such a woke school board, such a, a, a misguided, uh, including one member who f uh, tried to phony up that racism charge at a... Uh, Japanese steakhouse, remember that? Yes. Mm -hmm. Why don't you come and join me? They're treating yeah. me poorly. It turned out to be right. a complete lie. She's on the school board. And they do not, as, as the chief noted yesterday, it, to his great regret, there are no school resource officers in St. Paul schools. That's because of the school board. These That's are, a mistake. These are, Even uh, though every, what did he say, the vast majority of the students and staff and yeah. everyone wants one there. Right, right. right. But that doesn't matter. No, it's but all the, for appearance. But the school board uh, is a uh, virtue signaling bunch of incompetent fools, and they're they're a, a really a great great reason for the failed academy or people like that who have they don't have these kids at heart. If you had the kids at heart, you'd have a school resource officer. Mm -hmm. But they've so poisoned young minds against the cops that we can't have a police officer in the school. What kind of message is that send? It sends a message to uh, Salvador Ramos that you ain't getting in here, pal, because right. I'm going to shoot your ass. Right, right there. Boom. Yeah. Boom. Yeah. Boom. That's it. But no, we can't have those because the school board knows better. None of them. They're all activists. Right. They don't come from any strong backgrounds of, of anything wise. They're just freeloaders, freeloading they're activists. They're officious. Yes, yes, they are. What does officious mean? Doing something without being... Helping, helpful, well, just, seeming to do something without doing anything. Well, That's that, what it that, says in the dictionary. Are we, we must be reaching a, a break, right? Yes, it is. <laughs> I have to look at. I don't remember. I see a, a waterfall approaching. What's We're all going to go over. I want to get back to something. What, Kenny uh, is here. Is this going to be a frequent occurrence? God, I hope not. Okay, I was just yeah, wondering. What are we doing? <laughs> No, I, I actually the building uh, guy uh, reserved a parking spot for me. I have my own special parking spot, Good. and I thought that was nice of him. But I asked him uh, in the future, could you just please send the plane? Yes, yeah. just, just send the right. plane. Yeah. Send I was going to take your clicker too. I brought you two very nice pipe clamps. <laughs> kind of rusty, but yeah. I'll take them. And a, uh, a about a half ton come along. A what? what? Come along. Uh, yeah, come chain, again? chain hoist type deal. Okay. You know. Can't take enough for the time. Because uh, my boat uh, building, working on uh, boats and hanging them on hoist days are over. Oh, that's I, what you used it yeah, for. Yeah. Oh, what is well, it? the a name pipe is cleaner? deceptive. <laughs> what is it? A pipe what? Pipe clamp. <laughs> pipe clamp? Yeah. Yeah. You would have no earthly idea what a pipe clamp no is. No earthly idea. Right. I'd, uh, uh, yeah. I'd check the um, carburetor on that one. Yeah. <laughs> Fill it full of I'm trans not. fluid. I have officious for you because I remember Joe calling me officious once. It's so not officious. It's it officious. 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 Assertive of authority in an annoyingly domineering way. That's yes. John. That's that John Knight. That's why he's called Mr. FYI. <laughs> is your picture on it, too? Is your picture right behind the uh, explanation? Mr. Mr. President, would you please use the word officious in a sentence? 
I went out to the lake because I was going to go grab some officious. And I had my line that I had to wet. So I was going to go officious. It's plural. It's a didn't, lot of them. Didn't Bert on Sesame Street used to say that to the when he and Ernie would get out on the wooden boat? Never understood the uh, Ernie-Bert relationship. You would say fishy, fishy. Here. It would be a uh, rubber ducky, you're the one. <laughs> rubber ducky, you're so fun. Rubber ducky, I'm awfully fond of you. Every day when I make my way to the tubby, I grab my little fellow who's cute and yellow and chubby. Rub-a-dub-dubby. Hit the thing. Hit it. But first. Hit it. But first. Can you come over and loof on my back? You know all the words to rubber ducky? That's, rubber that's ducky. He doesn't know one. who the Secretary of State is, but he knows No idea. All the... Is it still Colin Powell? No. The late Colin Powell. No, no, he's no longer Take a break, please. Uh, I up? will, but first I need to tell you and the president Where's about our Grover? friends at Mosquito Shield. Ray and Mike are the uh, uh, father and son team who probably regret buying time now on this show, but they are going to get rid of your mosquitoes and ticks because that is their expertise. They are not like other pest control companies. They focus simply on the mosquitoes and the ticks only. And that's important because they use a specific formula to rid your yard of mosquitoes and ticks. It was invented by the founder of Mosquito Shield, and it's used exclusively by the company. You just can't go buy this on the shelf. They will take great care of you and your yard. They come out every 10 to 17 days for an application and doing so until the mosquitoes and ticks go dormant. And they also stand behind their work. If for any reason that you need them in between applications, they will do an additional service call at absolutely no charge. They want you to choose when it's time to go inside, not the mosquitoes and ticks. Go online. Find them at MoShield.com. That's M-O-Shield, no dash, dot com. Or just give them a call directly at 612-619-1556. Please tell them that you heard about them in the Garage Logic podcast, sir. Grover was very upset that he had to sit in the shadow of Kermit for so many years. Break. Take the break. You're not allowed in here anymore. <laughs> uh, Mike Schoonover, the Fender Bender Mender, is with us here on GL. Schoonover Body Works and Glass at 1060 County E in Shoreview. Uh, the web address, schoonoverbodyworks.com. Uh, Schoonie, the sole sponsor of Positive when, uh, Thursday here at GL. It's Thursday, right, Mike? Hi. Hi, Kenny. Uh, so uh, I hear through the grapevine that you guys are so busy that you're actually manning the paint booth yourself. Oh, I wouldn't, I wouldn't go that far, Kenny. <laughs> I wouldn't go far that. I'm, a, I'm the procurement uh, coordinator here. So okay. we've never had a procurement coordinator before, but supply, supply chain issues have forced me to uh, have that new role. I just wanted to uh, make sure that GLers knew or know that you're not in the paint booth and you don't have any sandpaper or a grinder in your hand. You're uh... well. Kenny, a long time ago, my dad, uh, my dad put me in the office for very good reason. <laughs> uh, business is busy, isn't it? How's uh, how's the hail damage uh, repair going? Hey, there's a lot of hail. What the hail is going on? There's a lot of hail out there. Uh, we're we're scheduling into um, by the end of the week. I think we'll be scheduling into next year. Wow, uh, which is not what I want, but uh, but just the way that it is. Uh, and, um, uh, you know, hiring is going well. We got people that want to work here. We got customers that want to come here. So, you know, all in all, things are, things are good. Business is, is very good. And we got, 
you know, I, I talk to, there's a GLer I talk to every day. Uh, and it's just so great to, you know, and you know what they tell me, Kenny, they, they, they always thank me for being on garage logic. Cool. It just so happens I ran into a GLer here in the hallways at corporate who said he was just up there this morning and met you for the first time. Oh, yes. Yes, absolutely. Tom, absolutely. yeah. So, yeah. So, so, yeah. So it's, uh, you know, things are good and we're looking forward to, you know, the addition. I don't know if we talked about that before, but we are going to be adding on and making this place bigger and better. And, and uh, with everything that's going on in the world and all the excuses of why cars shouldn't be on the road or gas prices or supply chain issues or whatever, we can't worry about that stuff. We got cars to fix and right. and uh, customers to satisfy. So uh, we'll just keep on keeping on. And uh, that's what you do, and you do it well. GLers, if you need hail repair, glass, service, oil changes, body, well, body work, of course, uh, tires, do what we uh, do right here at GL. Call up Mike at Schoonover Body Works and Glass. 80 years strong in Shoreview. Always one of the best body shops in the metro. GLers, thank you for choosing SchoonoverBodyWorks.com. This guy wears many hats, just not indoors. Joe Suchere. We're going into the uh, NewsHawk News Award studio. With John Height, London, Madrid, Bangkok, Moscow, the Twin Cities, from the four corners of the world, (laughs) from the news capitals at home and abroad, the day's headlines brought into focus the issues and events that shape our time. Garage Logic, the information beacon of Minnesota, presents... The John Height News Experience. An up-to-the-minute commentary from one of journalism's most trusted voices. Five-time winner of the Gopher NewsHawk Award. Now, with all the news fit to broadcast, here's John Height. Turn it up, baby! That actually, out of that, time that makes me mad. That that I, It's supposed to make you mad, Joe, but it makes me mad. Why? Uh, if this were the old days, I would grab that cart and I would smash it, and then I would take the master reel and I'd go over to the Ford Bridge and I'd throw it over. You don't like that? Wow, I don't, that drives me crazy. Oh. Isn't that basically what Mishki did with Rookie's uh, filing cabinet to create a uh, soundbite? Here's John yes. Height yes. in the newsroom. Well, thank you very much, Joe. Uh, let's start off. I'm sorry to report this. A sad sports note. Former Wyzetta and Gopher star running Ugh. back who had a nice NFL career, Marion Barber, was found dead in his apartment by police in Frisco, Texas. A Frisco police spokesperson said the department responded to a welfare concern at an apartment believed to be leased by Barber. Spokesman said the cause of death might be shared at a later date. Uh, Barber fell in some hard times after his playing career ended. He played in the NFL for seven years with the Dallas Cowboys and one year with the Chicago Bears. In 2014, he was taken in by police for a mental health evaluation. He had been arrested in 2019 on two misdemeanor counts of criminal mischief after witnesses allegedly said he caused damage to two cars. Barber would have turned 39 on June 10th. I wonder if head injuries will prove to have a role in this. Mm -hmm. It's the first thing I thought. See, he spent all his money then? I don't know. Yeah, he was, was, as John mentioned. Seven years, I mean, and not being at the top. I mean, he was a solid player. He made but... some money. He made some money. Yeah, but they go through it so fast. Joe Mauer threw two interceptions in high school. Marion Barber picked both of them off. 
Really? Really? Mm-hmm. really? When they were playing who? Wyzetta? Well, he was Wyzetta. And wow. didn't he only yeah. strike out once? Joe? Yeah. I believe so. Yeah. And he didn't... Oh, and uh, when they were in the championship, he didn't um, run the ball instead of uh, they would have won the championship. John Height in the news. Yes, fourth it, down. It, we we get in traffic heads up. Lots of You're closures. You're still sore about that. Yeah, <laughs> and I bring it up every time I see him. And he just, don't, he don't bring away. it up Joe, today. See, see now, now you're just going to blame me for this, Joe. And I mean, come on, Joe. <laughs> I mean, John, come on, keep going. Lots of closures at a road work, but this one will affect lots of folks. The Department of Transportation shutting down both directions of 35W between I-94 and Highway 280 from Friday night to Monday morning. That will allow crews to take down overpasses at 7th and 8th Streets on the east end of downtown. VinDot spokesperson Kevin Walker said the bridges have reached their lifespan, and we all know the concerns we have about bridges. Lanes will be shut down from 10 o'clock Friday night to 5 in the morning on Monday. Motorists will be detoured via I-94 and Highway 280. Ramps leading eastbound southbound Hiawatha Avenue will also be closed. You know how to stretch a story out, don't you, John? This is all in Minneapolis, John? Yeah. Not St. Paul. It took you, what, about 45 seconds to say both directions of 35W will be closed this weekend between 94 and 280, <laughs> 10 p.m. Friday until 5 a.m. Monday. Yeah. Oh, that's very professional. Uh, you you the, also, there's, two, traffic there's two other big, big closures. Eastbound 36 shutting down this weekend between 61 and 694. That's mm-hmm. 9 p.m. Friday through 5 a.m. on Monday. And then over in Woodbury, uh, southbound 494 shutting down, 94 down to Lake Road, 9 p.m. Friday until 5 a.m. Monday. Oh, okay then. That's a highly traveled I know area. what you were doing. You were listening to Kenny's report wondering, does any of this affect me over well, the next three days? Exactly. What does Kenny's report affect me, Joseph Charest? Isn't That's yeah. the point exactly. of it. dark man on him. That's the point of the traffic report, Absolutely. though. Absolutely. Yeah, that's how people listen. That's yeah. right. Yeah. In news, during a two-week period in May, the Minnesota Department of Corrections launched a statewide effort called Operation Clean Sweep to track down prisoners who had violated the terms of their supervised release. DOC Commissioner Paul Schnell said the effort rounded up 214 fugitives who are now in custody. Schnell said we have a small unit of about 13 sworn police officers who work full-time in this effort of seeking people who are wanted on those warrants. Schnell said his team of sworn officers worked with county sheriffs, violent crime units, and the Bureau of Criminal Apprehension and did not use any so-called no-knock methods to make the arrests. He said we focus first on the people who are the highest risk, That would be the level three sex offenders, those people who are involved in loss of life cases, weapons cases, and folks who really, those are the folks we really wanted to focus on. Chanel said the DOC will conduct these types of warrant sweeps every now and again, covering a regional area. A boy's brotherly instincts kicked in at the right time to convince a car thief to let him and his siblings out of their van. Uh, This all happened Monday. If you haven't seen the story, Minneapolis police say a car was stolen near Lake Street and 12th Avenue South with five children inside. Edwin Rivera, an 11-year-old from Minneapolis, was one of the children and his four brothers were the others. Rivera said the man told him he needed the car. I told him that if he wanted, he could just take it but let us go. Rivera said they were at a store when it happened. Mom went in, and then Dad stayed in the van with them, but Mom left her phone in the car, so Dad ran the phone in. Mm, Jesus. It was at that point the uh, guy approached the uh, van 
quickly, and uh, Rivera said he couldn't get the door locked before the man got there. He said that's when his brotherly instincts kicked in. He quickly urged the suspect to let them out of the car, and he did. They let him out near 29th Street East and 12th Avenue, and soon after, the brothers were reunited with the parents. Minneapolis police uh, did find the van. They pulled it over around 1 in the morning Wednesday and arrested the driver for driving the stolen Was the vehicle running, John, when he encountered it? Uh, That uh, is not listed in the story, but I would guess it was, yeah. Well, good for the kid. But, Dad, Uh, what do you Take the damn car. Let us go. Well, true, but, Dad, you're leaving the van running with your five kids? We don't know that, do we? We don't know that. Well, how else would he have gotten it started? Well, is this Turn guy the some, key. some relative of yours? Why are you defending him? He's Who? a criminal. No, 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 no. I'm defending the Whose 11-year-old you kid. Are you going to come I'm... out against the cops now? Wow. That's what I'm hearing. By the way, uh, <laughs> MPD says there have been 205 <laughs> carjackings this year. So there you go. Mm. Uh, we're just joshing you, Joe. Come on. <laughs> yes, Poor Josh. Joe. In a few minutes. For- the former WCCO radio host and CARE 11 reporter, Corey Happala, ended up not filing for the Minnesota governor's race. Oh, whoops. Oh, sorry. Wow. That, was, that, was a, that was an accident. Jeez. Remember, he announced his run for governor as a third-party candidate back in March, but Tuesday afternoon, uh, shortly before the deadline to file for state governor, he said he decided not to file. It was such governor. a successful campaign, you guys recall, that in his opening video montage, He used a glorious photo of a bridge in Wyoming. Mm -hmm. Ah. You know what? I just realized something. Our old pal and my workmate, Dave Harrigan, is to Corey Heppola what Matthew was to Jesse the Body. All right, everybody. Yes. (laughs) Do what now? I don't know. (laughs) Except Jesse actually followed through with it and actually won. won. Bam! Heppola did say in a statement, however, I will continue to promote and build support for the bold new ideas on which my campaign was built and to create the to create the political vehicle that can transform proposals into policies. John, what about going back into radio? Should uh, the, the <laughs> nine to nine to noon people around town be uh, afraid for their trembling numbers? in their yeah, boots, <laughs> worried that he's going to dive back in? He, he didn't bring that up. Huh. Yeah. A uh, Twin Cities couple struck and killed by a falling tree while camping over the weekend in oh. northern Wisconsin. Thirty-nine-year-old Sandy Michael Langseth II and forty-five-year-old April Sheldahl of White Bear Township were at a campsite along the Flambeau River's North Fork late Sunday afternoon when the tree hit them while they were just sitting at a picnic table, according to the Price County Sheriff's Office. Another person at the table escaped injury, and a fourth person close by was also uninjured. The two anglers nearby gave aid to Langseth and Sheldahl until emergency medical personnel got there. The responders declared the couple dead at the scene. The anglers told authorities that a strong wind kicked up for several minutes before they heard a tree fall, according to the sheriff's office. Hmm. Uh, what did you say? We were talking about this off the air, um, and Reverend Souchere had some uh, wise... Something about you know... No, not the hour. No, not, you know, no, not, not the, the hour. hour. Yeah. Wow. Well, I was 34 years ago today, my my dad died. And my youngest brother, uh, Paul, you guys know Paul, sure. was in the Boundary Waters, a couple of lakes deep in, when he noticed a ranger paddling furiously. Really? And, and he knew instantly what he was going to be told. Oh, my goodness. Yeah. Wow. Really? Yeah. Wow. Yeah. Was your dad ailing at all? Yeah, he. it was not a surprise that he... Okay. Yeah. Wow. Huh. I never knew that. 
By the well, way, Paul, for, he's the brother we like. Yeah. He's yeah, the one that's yeah. fun to hang out with. Well, he's the guy in the work, family that's him. fun to hang out with. <laughs> yeah, yeah, you got to yeah. You know what's crazy is the uh, the house I had on Goodrich in St. Paul is a 100-year-old house. And if you look at the title, the book, Bud Souchere is the listed. The abstract? Yeah. The, he's well, listed, was, I don't know how many times on the title. It's that's probably true about every house in St. Paul. Why? What did he do? What was St. Paul Abstract and Title Guarantee Company. They, oh, gu- they guaranteed uh, the title to your house. Oh, interesting. I was flipping through like, I didn't know that. Souchere. What? Yeah. J. Henry Souchere. Rook, since we're all here in present, why don't you regale us with a tale of the Souchere Brotherhood um, and some of the favorite stories that you have with no, the... the... No, no. No, one of the favorite... We're in the, the middle the of a newscast. Is, I, know, I know, but the best <laughs> is... Um, there's a couple of good ones. Um, when Johnny wanted Joe to become a member of the YMCA, <laughs> come on over to the gym and let's let's go hang out at the YMCA. And he says, if you think I'm gonna go over there with your wiener, and then the with your what? Yes, your what? <laughs> And the other one, the other one is when uh, they went snowmobiling in um, Yellowstone. Yellowstone. If you think I'm going to freaking sleep next to you with your freaking snoring, Johnny, you're in blah, blah, blah. I get one chance. One chance to go to bed. And uh, to finish off the trifecta, the best was um, the one time we were in Maplewood. And we were all sitting around, and Johnny oh. came by, and oh. he said to Joe, John, uh, Joe's brother Johnny, he was the sales manager at the time, he says, do you want to come over tonight and uh, look at the village? Because <laughs> during the Christmas, the Christmas, yes, village. the Christmas village, we will have sandwiches. <laughs> <laughs> I can't tell you what his response no, was. No, you can't. I can't oh because it was, uh, it was, oh. it was somewhat, there, were an, there was an expletive or two. What's so great, though, is, Suge, you oh bite on every Everyone. single hook the, you the, the light goes on, the monkey goes, hits the button. Oh. If you think I'm coming over there to look at you... <laughs> <laughs> and he tries to entice him. We will have sandwiches. Yeah. <laughs> oh. oh my god! And they all know how to bait him. Oh, oh well, yeah. the, the whole oh, yeah. Paul with his whisker biscuits. Whisker biscuits. Oh my god! Yeah. Oh. Biscuit whiskers. Oh, oh, both of them. You can always, if you're live with them, John and Paul, you can see the face. They'll look at you like, "Watch this." Watch this. If you're at the, okay, you, wait, that's enough. Time out. Last one. Because <laughs> this is the best. If you're at the house, the house, right? Yeah. As, as Marjorie yeah. pointed out years ago. Yeah. Um, and and your stuff is going on. Well, the one time he oh. had the cannon. Remember the cannon I got you from uh, yeah, it was a great Restoration cannon. Hardware? It was yeah. like, boom. Yeah. And we were over at his house. And Paul and I were sitting in the driveway, and he was trying to you know, light the cannon, but it was wintertime, and he's slipping and sliding all over. He can't, he can't. I wish I could swear. And Paul just gives me the elbow and says, I wonder why he has neck problems. <laughs> but uh, the best thing no, is, CP, look at him. Yeah. All she has yeah. to say is, yeah. look at him. Just look at him. Look at him. Look at him. Look at him. And that's him. all she look has to say. You're, you're like a less intoxicated Hunter Thompson is what you are. <laughs> that's, that's very accurate. Oh, Minneapolis or Minnesota-based Hormel Foods Corporation said the bird flu outbreak will cause large supply gaps for the Genio turkey brand this year. Hormel CEO Jim Snee said our Genio Turkey Store team is facing an uncertain period ahead, similar to what we experienced 
in 2015 when the avian flu hit. Bird flu. (laughs) Do you know that if you want turkey manure, you have to pay for it? You can't just show up at a turkey barn and say, hey, fill up the truck. You're kidding me. You have to buy it. And it's very expensive. But it's very very proficient, isn't it? Yeah, I guess so. More so than hog? Yeah. Yeah, I guess so. Okay. Uh, a neighbor had a big pile of manure. I said, hey, you mind if I swing manure. by? And he goes, oh, I paid big money for that pile of ass. All I know is uh, <laughs> YouTube's getting a smorgasbord of treats today with all the content we're about to yeah. provide. You better sign up Garage Logic on YouTube. Johnny Height? Uh, yeah. I've got a kid I used to have as a real uh, uh, Rolling Stone savant. Rolling yes. Stones. And he sent yeah. me a video. They're in Madrid. And they did Out of Time from 1966. Yeah, it's a great song. They haven't played that that on stage ever. Hum a few bars. I don't know if John, give Kenny a few bars. You you don't, baby, you're out of time. time. That kid of yours that's a savant of the Rolling Stones cannot sing. No, he's not a singer. He he did the... uh, what was it? Sound of Music? Yeah. That was one of our bits with Morgan <laughs> Huey Wolf Slattery. <laughs> it was the Sound of Music for kids who couldn't sing. Couldn't sing. Right. Yeah, exactly. Right. He, was, he fit in. To the uh, national news, which uh, is, is not Where do you, Maybe you could find days. that. Oh, yeah. That's Sound right. O Music. M-U-S-I-C. A 45-year-old man killed four people and himself at a medical office in Tulsa yesterday after complaining repeatedly about back pain following surgery. The suspect this morning identified by police as Michael Lewis, who also went by Michele Lewis, according to the family. Uh, Lewis's niece texted Thursday morning, Tulsa police called me and verified it is my uncle. We are distraught. Dr. Preston Phillips, an orthopedic surgeon who performed back surgery on Lewis last month, was shot and killed in the attack. Lewis was released from the hospital May 24th, but continued to complain that he was in pain. According to the police chief, he called several times over several days complaining of pain, wanting additional treatment. Uh, He showed up yesterday at the hospital. Four people dead, five including the shooter. Let me add to that. I read or heard that the surgery wasn't that long ago. Correct. Well, this fellow obviously had no pain management or ability to realize, geez, I just had my back operated on. It's going to hurt for a while. It's not a quick fix. This this wasn't two years ago. He just had it. Go ahead. Released from the hospital May 24th. Yeah. So a week ago, basically, a week and a half. Yeah. Um, Yeah. And when you have back pain, even after you have surgery, you still have that phantom type where you're like, do I feel, does this feel okay? The uh, I know someone very well who has to deal with patients who are dealing with pain yeah. and pain management. Yeah. And the, the, the tolerance and the uh, uh, what's not accepting the results is a really big problem right now. And really? it's stressing out everyone in the medical field. Well, because people are just losing it in general. Right. But they're they're growing much more impatient with people in the medical field. Which is, in fact, resulting well, in a lot of people leaving the medical field. It, I always think right now we're dealing with a lot of people and entitlement. Perhaps that's part of the whole mm-hmm. entitlement. Yes. Thing. They think yep. I should be healed and I should feel fine. Mm-hmm. Hmm. Interesting. I was going to wait. John just did a horrible story. Okay. I don't want to. Oh, oh, I, I can't do it now. I need, now would be okay. Yeah. You sure? You I know the so. sound yeah. of music from screen oh, and yes. stage. Now's your chance to experience the euphorian version of the sound of music. Oh 
Huey Wolf Slattery, Euphorian, director of Euphoria's Equity High, students who can't sing. Doe a deer, a female deer, Ray a pocketful of sun. Yep. We've allowed the children to sing <laughs> whatever the right words. words they're comfortable with. At Euphoria's Sound of Music, you won't hear the same old traditional versions. You'll hear the politically correct, equitable, anyone can participate version. Edelweiss, Edelweiss, softly the words they roll from my tongue. Don't miss the euphoria musical event of the season. Tickets are free. I'm Morgan Huey Wolf Slattery, Euphorian. Join us for the Euphorian sound of music. I guarantee you, he wasn't trying to sing bad. No. That's how he he can't sing. (laughs) Oh, that's Tickets are softly the words they (laughs) roll from my tongue. It's not even a lyric in the (laughs) song. No, but you didn't hear uh, the director of equity said you can just use any of the words you want. want. Let's just admit, him at his worst sounds just as good as Mick at his best. Come on, Mick can't sing. I've never been a fan of his singing. No, he's an awful singer. Is it, and this is not the same tour you told me, right? This is a different tour? This is European only, 60th anniversary Should this tour. be it? I don't know. They're, if they start dragging out stuff from the old catalog, I think it'd be fun to see them again. Yeah, and they still sound good, which, yeah. you yeah. know, is, is, you can't say of every band. They're lip And I will say, on, when they were at even, U.S. Bank, I, I enjoyed it. I thought it was pretty good. They're not even playing ravers. It's they, like, no, it's like, uh, what is it, throw on a, Yeah, they throw uh, on a best of. It's a, uh, what is the um, circus place, the pizza place, where the bear is just like, Chuck E. Cheese. Chuck E. Cheese, yeah, just like the showbiz sunshine band. OPEC and its oil-producing allies agreed this morning to hike output in July and August by a larger-than-expected amount. OPEC will increase production by 648,000 barrels per day in both July and August, bringing forward the end of the output cuts that they implemented during the throes of the COVID panic. The group has been slowly returning the nearly 10 million barrels per day it agreed to pull from the market in April of 2020. While in theory output will be higher looking forward, uh, OPEC has been struggling to meet production quotas. Moreover, the additional barrels slated to hit the market will not make up for the potential loss of more than 1 million barrels per day from Russia as nations around the world ramp up sanctions following the invasion of so Ukraine. The uh, the senior, my nephew, the senior high school yep. that I mentioned mm-hmm. earlier, he had a birthday party at the uh, that, that place in Burnsville mm-hmm. when he was maybe six. Yeah. And the band was playing... Hot for teacher, you know, the big drum song. Oh teacher. And the, uh, the monkey was hitting the thing so hard that the whole drum set collapsed and his arms were still going. And I'm thinking, what's he playing? Oh, God, help me. What did I do to deserve I don't give oh, enough to the Lord. church. <laughs> Little Sisters of the Poor, the $1,000... Oh. Disgraced attorney Michael Avenatti sentenced to four years in prison this morning for cheating his former client, adult film star Stormy Daniels, out of $300,000. Avenatti was convicted of aggravated identity fraud and wire fraud earlier this year. He did face up to two years in prison for the former, 20 for the latter. Of the four years, 30 months will be served concurrently with the two-and-a-half-year sentence he was previously given in a separate case for trying to extort Nike out of 25 million dollars. Avenetti spoke for 12 minutes at the sentencing, acknowledging the series of mistakes and poor judgment he exercised. 
Ahead of sentencing, Avenetti had sent a letter apologizing to Daniels, but the judge said it was too little, uh, too late. Avenetti rose to fame. You might remember this. He was the attorney for Stormy Daniels when she was trying to get out of that October 2016 agreement where she received $130,000 in exchange for her silence regarding an affair with former President Trump. Trump has denied the affair took place, even though she did receive a check from the former president. Avenetti became a big presence on television. At one point, remember, during the height of his notoriety, he said he might run for the presidency. And he mm. uh, he took how much from her, John? Three hundred. Three hundred grand. The, well, the only mistake he made is uh, he didn't flee. I, I mean, yeah. congratulations for getting the three hundred grand. Nice move. Now you know, leave the country, flee. Yeah, yeah. get out of well, here. Well, he was in, involved in two other cases. The Nike one we mentioned in the story. Oh, see? There's one other company, same thing. Ego and greed. Ego and greed. Not happy with the three hundred k. Southern California, Joe, you brought this up earlier, imposing mandatory water cutbacks as the state tries to cope with the driest conditions it's faced in a while. About 6 million people, as of yesterday, in parts of L.A., San Bernardino, and Ventura counties are limited to watering outdoor plants once a week. The Metropolitan Water District of Southern California, which supplies water to about 19 million people, declared a water shortage emergency in April and voted unanimously to curtail water use. Speaking of California, have you guys seen the viral video of a gentleman in San Francisco happening upon a tent where they are handing out fresh, clean needles for all the drug addicts in San Francisco? Well, you want to use safely. And he said, so explain to me why you are handing all this out, but I have to wear my mask outside Mm -hmm. in San Francisco, Mm -hmm. which is still implemented in that city. Really? Makes a lot of sense, doesn't it? I mean, science. Keeps you in line, pal. Mm -hmm. Older boozers. Recover faster from surgery than teetotalers and light drinkers. Champion. He's back on the the golf course. Champion in the house. (laughs) Being over 60 and a bit of a tippler could boost your health by cutting stress. I did good for my standards. (laughs) As well as leading to a better social life. No, they're going to be okay. Okay. It found those who drank medium to potentially hazardous amounts of alcohol felt better during hospital treatment. They reported less disability and pain and better overall health before and after operations compared to those who have little or no alcohol. The study looked at 628 aging patients in Bonn, Germany. Lead author Vera Gutenthaler said higher alcohol consumption may lead to elevated mood, enhanced sociability, and reduced stress. UK experts say alcohol is unlikely to cause better health overall, but healthier people drink more because they can. They're healthy. So they keep drinking. Boy, when I break a bone, she heals up pretty quick. You. <laughs> <laughs> like oh, seafoam. <laughs> a 20-year-old woman who was born with a small and misshapen right ear has received a 3D printed ear implant made from her own cells. Wow. Is this science fiction stuff? It really is. Independent experts said that the transplant, part of the first clinical trial of a successful medical application of this technology, was a stunning advance in the field of tissue engineering. The new ear printed in a shape that precisely matched the woman's left ear. Uh, Regenerative medicine company 3D Biotherapeutics made it. The new ear transplanted March will continue to regenerate cartilage tissue, giving it the look and feel of a normal ear according to to the company. Does this mean that they, uh, seriously, serious question, that they grew it or they just uh, how went to the Xerox and printed one out? They, they print her out. Yeah. They used her tissue and then uh, expanded on that the way I read it. Wow. And, uh, made That's the amazing. That, uh, that's, yeah. 
Um, can they th- do that for any other body parts? I, I knew I, as soon as I read this story, <laughs> I maybe shouldn't read this right, story. Right, Joe, this is not like audio, but the vice no. president issued a tweet yesterday oh. that I thought might pique your interest. Same right. size, though. Uh, this was sent yesterday by <laughs> Vice President Harris. Since January of last year, the economy has added more than 8 million jobs. Businesses have reopened their doors. Schools are back in person. And while there is more work to be done, we have made real progress in getting our economy back on track. Well, we have it. Basically, what she's saying is everything we shut down is kind of back a little bit. (laughs) From the oops, oops department... An extended silence from the flight deck on board an ITA Airways Airbus A330 flight to Rome suggests that both the pilots in the plane, the normal pilot and the uh, guy who helps out, well, they took a little snooze on board, which Uh is illegal (laughs) at the same time. The incident occurred May 1st, 2022 on a flight that was going from New York to Rome. The most uneventful, uh, strange period of silence in the cockpit occurred for about 10 minutes toward the end of the flight as the plane flew at 38,000 feet over France. Mm. Repeated calls from Marseille control went unanswered and Italian media reported both the captain and first officer were apparently fast asleep. Jeez. Are we sure they weren't... They weren't husband and wife, were they? Because uh, I, we drove all the way across Iowa without saying one word to each other. <laughs> I don't, maybe they're just married. I don't know. <laughs> Airways Magazine reports the first officer was approved to sleep under a procedure known as controlled rest. Unfortunately, when he sleeps, the uh, other person is supposed to be awake. You'd like to. That's you'd for, like to think so. Yeah, you should you'd nod like off. So, yeah. That's a spot where you should not nod off. French authorities were getting ready to dispatch a pair of fighter jets to intercept the plane and make sure there was no trouble on board. And at that point, the pilots woke up and proceeded to uh, call the nearest hey airport. <laughs> Bonjour. Italian, Italian media further reports the captain was removed from service after that incident, but has maintained his innocence, denying that he took a nap and blaming the problem on the radio communications system. That's what it usually Thank you, is. Johnny. You bet. Say, escape this noise. The ones we create. We've created a lot of noise today. Escape it. <laughs> Go up north to Giants Ridge, home to the legend and the quarry, two of the greatest golf values in Minnesota, two of the greatest courses in the country, not to mention Minnesota. And uh, beginning June 4, this is the second, third, beginning Saturday through August 29, for one incredible rate, you can play the legend and the quarry on the same day with lunch on the club at the Wakuda Grill featuring a lake view that's one of the finest and most peaceful overlooks in all of northern Minnesota. View the 3D course flyovers of the legend in the quarry at GiantsRidge.com. This is truly a a family vacation destination. Uh, It just keeps it getting better with each passing year. There's nearby water recreation, biking and hiking, and the newest and largest lift-served mountain bike park in the Midwest, dining, lodging, and more. And look at those gas prices. You can keep yourself right within the borders of our own state. It's uh, a lovely, lovely area, and it's quiet, and it's green, and it's wooded, and it's just absolutely gorgeous. Make your tea time at uh, Giants Ridge by calling 218-865-8030, or make your tea time online and find out more at GiantsRidge.com. Mate, schmate. Here's Joe Suchere. 
GLers, you brought this one on yourself. It's all you're doing. It's because of your response and loyalty that we have another couple of Toro mowers on sale at Tri-State Bobcat. By the way, just in a quick aside here, I sound pretty good today, don't I? Yeah, you, do. you sound you do. better. You sound better here in person yeah. than you do yeah. up in L. I, re- I just I love the way I sound. Right so you're going to come in every day now? Nope. Um, uh, by the you way, this... look, you don't look any better, Kenny. Oh, Sorry. thanks, Go John. Ahead. That was that was hurtful. Uh, this sale at Tri-State Bobcat on the Toro mowers this week only, and it's only for you GLers, so make sure you mention that. Yeah, when you walk in there, it's the Zero Turn, the Toro Zero Turn 50-inch model 75750. It's a time cutter with the Smart Speed Control System. It's on sale for 3599 Mark down 400 bucks. Tri-State Bobcat also selling the 22-inch Super Recycler Walk Behind for $599. Normal retail on that is $749. It's this week only, so get to Tri-State. Check them all out. The powerful engine on these zero turns, the big old tires, the iron forge deck. That means these Toro zero-turn mowers are going to cut your mowing time up to half. That's amazing. By the way, you can also see the entire Toro lineup right on Tri-State's website, tristatebobcat.com. Uh, and these uh, prices only available to you, GLers, all three locations, Highway 13 in Burnsville, Exit 12 in Hudson, and just off Rice in Little Canada, Tri-State Bobcat. Hey, John, you got a relative named Steve Rod? Mm, this sounds like I a setup to a punchline. So. Yeah. Steve Rod. Yeah, he said he's a cousin or something. And he's, he's, he's emailed me a story about some boats up at... Uh, up north and supposedly sent me pictures, but I'm not seeing them, so maybe he could resend me stuff. No. I thought he said he was your uh, distant relative of some Just sort. Just like you know what? I think I think it is my brother's wife's cousin. That's, that's what he that said. Makes, that's, that okay. that's okay. That's hey, cousin. Him that's and his cousin. brother, hot. Yeah. Right. Hot Rod. <laughs> hot Rod. What about Big? <laughs> sure. Only because they come to us. <laughs> what about what Sterling? Already? All the way. No. <laughs> from Marleth Park in Mumpumalanga, South Africa, from the Traveling Lymans. Uncle Fishing. Sir, it's on Sterling, this day Sterling. Uh, on Minnesota history. On this day in, in, <laughs> June 2nd. in 1838, St. Paul's founder, Pierre Perrant, builds the city's first structure known as the Whiskey Cellar's Cabin in Fountain Cave, nicknamed Pig's Eye. Pig's Eye Perrant. Because one of his All eyes. All right, everybody, it's Pig's Eye Pilsner. Let's go. <laughs> was that the brew Do that it you right. were Minnesota Brewing. Uh, yes. It was called Pig's Eye because one of his uh-huh. eyes was surrounded by a whitish ring. Mm. Perrant uh-huh. had been expelled wow. from Fort Snelling for selling liquor. He looked like Marty Feldman. <laughs> <laughs> the name, the name is also applied to the community oh. when people begin having their mail sent to Pig's Eye. At Father Lucian Galtier's suggestion, the town's name would be changed to St. Paul on November 1st, 1849. What were you guys doing an event there for Pig's Eye? You and uh, the body? We're done with that right we now. We had a breakfast with Lutefisk at the Rathskeller. On this day... Have you been to the Rathskeller yet? I have. It's great. <laughs> on this day in 1924, Congress passed a law extending citizenship to all Native Americans in the United States. Amen oh, that. was nice of them. Yeah. Yeah. Kind of yeah. An afterthought. Yeah. No, you've been here. Been, been living been here, here forever. A couple of a billion afterthoughts. Yeah. <laughs> hey, welcome. Welcome all. Hell, sign up. Running in there will give you a case. Good Lord. Oh, my God. Wow. Brooke, just ask him. I'm sure they'll give you a case of beer. As he's got his suburban loaded <laughs> with fall. He was going up north with his south side buddies. I really hope this works out. Oh, 
I hope this works. Can we out. tease it yet? No, don't, no, don't, yeah. don't, don't right, jinx right, it. Right, don't. Right, it's right, like having right. a politician on. Right. That's going to lose their candidacy. Right. <laughs> What's up, Such? You done? You look like you're done. I was just thinking of what to say about Jesse. Yeah, no, don't say anything. All right. Don't say Nothing anything. yet. Thank you, GLers. Oh, yes. I look really good today. I sound. I don't have to do anything today. Hi, GLers. How oh, are you? Oh. I hope you have a good day. It's my late father-in-law's 96th birthday today. Tell your wife I said hi. Wait, Rookie's wife? Wait, hang on, wait. He was looking at me. Wait, hang on a second. Say, folks, <laughs> Pod MN on your smartphone. Where's that car crash sounder? Yeah. No, we're. I think we're floating along we fairly are smooth, well here, today. baby. Smooth sailing. You Pod... know what the best part of that show was, though? Go. Rook checking his armpits about ten minutes. Yeah, ago. I wasn't. You know, usually I'm. You know, I got a little bit going, and I'm. I'm good today, guys. GLers, YouTube is going to be chock full today for your enjoyment. <laughs> I got nothing to say. I got nothing to say, but I'm out. And you know what? It's party time. I'm out. I'm out. I'm out. Joe is uh, currently you, playing audio already. from his computer. Look what at you. That? You're out already. Oh my God. <laughs> it is that time once again here in Garage Logic where we pick up that phone and we make that call to Mr. Money Talk, Josh Arnold. Boy, GLers, now is absolutely the time for you to do the same for that free 48-minute financial consultation by doing just what I did. Pick up that phone and call 952-925-5608. That number once again is 952-925-5608. You call that number and you get Josh. And you're also going to get straight talk. You're never going to get sugar-coated advice. And Josh is on the line with us once again. And Josh, one simple question. Is the hurricane coming? Is a hurricane coming? We live in Minnesota, Chris. We don't live in North Carolina. We don't live in Miami. We live in Minnesota. We could get some tornadoes, but not a hurricane. The comment that you gave, I know you forgot to mention, came from a conference in New York yesterday where chairman and CEO of J.P. Morgan spoke and said, get ready for a hurricane, batten down the hatches. He didn't know whether it was going to be a big hurricane like Katrina or King Andrew because of the combination of the war in the Ukraine causing problems in the food chain because of the price of oil rising. Here he blames the war in Russia and Ukraine. Josh blames that on the current administration's energy policy, which quite frankly wants higher gasoline prices, higher oil prices wants to limit the amount of drilling and limit the amount of pipelines in order to push the economy to green or green technology and do that right away. And yes, this new admin this administration says they're for the little guy, but the policies that they have instituted have definitely hurt the little guy. But aside from that, the price of oil going up, the war in the Ukraine that could hurt global food supply, China being still shut down, impacting the supply chain, and most important, the Federal Reserve, which we have talked about at length for many months, raising short-term interest rates and beginning to aggressively tighten and put in, instead of quantitative easing, which they had used for many years in order to spur inflation, now that there is inflation, again, because primarily because of higher energy prices, in my estimation, is going to push interest rates up as more bonds come onto the market. So yields will go up, bond prices will go down, and that could have an adverse effect on stock. If this is new news, 
to anybody in the market, certainly dumb. This news has been out for many, many months. Analysts have been vigorously cutting price targets and even cutting earnings estimates. Indeed, the biggest concern with the market right now is not rising interest rates, it's economic growth. And the Federal Reserve has said repeatedly they're committed not to economic growth, but to killing inflation by any means possible. I do believe that while many people are looking for a soft landing, I have yet to see in my years in the business the Fed engineer a soft landing. Typically, they raise interest rates because they see any whiff of inflation. Then as the economy slows down, stalls or goes into a short-term recession, they're forced to frantically cut interest rates to get the economy moving. A hurricane, well, we've been in a hurricane, so to speak, all of this year. Just look at bond prices. That's prices, not yields, folks. Bond prices, if I look at the TLT, signifying the 20-year treasury, share price of that, 148 in January, currently 116, 21.5% drop in value. So much for safety of bonds. Take a look at the S&P 500 index, also down, but down a lot less than long-term bonds, which pushes my long-held belief, own stock, not bonds. Hurricane on the East Coast, there's always a hurricane, but yes, you do have to put up some protection, and that's why I've continued to recommend keeping some money in cash to take advantage of the inevitable dips that we're going to have for the ba- you know for a good many months more, and invest in companies that are providing a product or service that is needed, and even in this environment, can still grow their earnings as a result of growing their sales. Very good, Mr. Money Talk. GLers, boy, you heard him. If there's never been a better time than now, I don't know when it would have been to make that call for that free 48-minute financial consultation at 952-925-5608. Straight talk, never sugar-coated advice. Josh, once again, thank you so much for the time and the chat. Have a great rest of your day and a good weekend. We'll talk. We'll do this again next week. Thank you very much, Chris. Investment advisor services offered by Josh Arnold Investment Consultant, LLC, a registered advisor in the state of Minnesota. Past performance is no guarantee of future results. All investments involve risk.